0: Alright, uh, While well, Ty is uh, responding to uh, crazy people on his Facebook page. Uh, there was a hockey game tonight. Yeah. And we're going to start off by talking about the hockey game tonight. Yeah, let's do that. Because if we don't start there, we My may, ears nev- are we may ready never ready. get there. My ears are already red. Uh, yeah, that's how good the game was. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's what that is. There's that sunburn from all the gold, Whew. baby. Red light fever. Fire it up. <laughs> uh... Alright, this is the podcast we named later You know that because you clicked on a thing already I don't yes. know why I always feel like I have to introduce those, but I do I like uh, it, it's formal It's a nice, it boy. nice boy thing to do It is a nice boy thing to do yeah. We are nice boys It's true um, uh, I'm Andy Merritt I'm Ty Anderson So now you know who we are also, which you probably already know, because mm-hmm. you only would have found our podcast if you followed at least one of us. Yeah, that's. So, oh my good lord! Uh, the Garden Crew is in full volume, in yep. full voice tonight. Always helping, bumping, grinding, doing all their things. It never sounds as loud on the podcast as it is in real as life, as it is in our ears. Yeah, well, I noticed that. Yeah. So, uh, believe us, listeners, when we when we react to it, it's it's hell aloud here. That's how the kids would describe it, uh, even if it's not on the recording. Um, So we're here at the Garden, uh, the last Bruins game before the Veterans Day holiday. Historic night here at TDG. Historic. 300th consecutive sellout. I don't believe that. You were here for it.
1: There's no way that's true. We
0: should get t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was at the 300th sellout, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah. Just, Just go full 1998 on it. Yeah. That's like that was a big thing back then. It not was not so much anymore.
0: It was like, yeah. I'm with stupid. Right. Very mean, but very effective. Yeah. Now funny T-shirts tend to be a little more subtle.
1: Now it's like, and now it just has like a minion on it, lighting up a crack rock.
0: Yeah. They're either you're right. They're either subtle or, or so far from subtle that that's <laughs> yeah. the joke. Is Everyone that has just... like the anonymous mask on the shirt now. Right. Yeah. And it's
1: like oh cool you, no know computer viruses. One of my Great. favorite,
0: one of my favorite things is uh, like. When College Humor or whoever does, like, you know, 12 idiots on Facebook who got owned, and they always find the, the kid who posted in the anonymous mask and said, you know, we are Legion, we are one, you can't stop us, blah, blah, blah. But it's on his Facebook page, so he's posting under his own name. Yeah. Like, buddy, I think you missed it. Yeah, I, you I know. I think you missed it. I. Nice but mask, though.
1: Also, let's talk about this for just one moment, please. Beef Vendetta is not a good movie. Oh, it's watch It's not yourself. that good
0: of a movie. Watch yourself! Doesn't age well. Does not age well. Does it age well? If it's the perfect movie for for this very day, no, as a matter of fact, not. you should be watching it right now. It no. is. It is where we are headed, sir. Yeah. I don't know about that. You're so wrong. I wish you weren't so wrong all the time. I'm not cutting it my hair. It breaks my heart that you're wrong. I'm not Natalie time. Portman. And you're not You know Natalie what's the closest movie to This today, would be a wildly different podcast if you were Natalie Portman you Let know, me tell you something
1: You know what this today is closer towards it's, it's closer to Revenge of the Sith Also Natalie Portman movie Also a real thing that is happening in the world right now
0: Yeah This is how liberty dies. This is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. It's true. It's amazing that one of the most prescient and usable quotes in in the last 15 years of cinema comes from that piece of stinking garbage of a movie, because that's a great quote and it and it sums up where we're at right now. But boy, is that movie awful! Is that the one with the sand, or is that the the second one? uh, Which one? The. The, this like the she's like she's smooth and sand is rough and he, he doesn't like sand because it's oh, coarse. Oh, I think that's the third one. Is I try to one?
1: remember. I try to not yeah, remember it's, that that it's was best a thing. not
0: to think too much about it. Yeah. Um. God, he was. And terrible. now we have, we have yeah. thought too much about it. Well, he was terrible, and he had bad bad material to work with like Natalie Portman's a fantastic actress she looks like dog shit in a lot of those scenes cuz mm-hmm. cuz she's just got nothing it was also too reliant on green screens oh very which much which
1: so. definitely took an a actual element of like acting out of it absolutely because that's if you're just in a studio with a green just, screen you're like where am i like, right. you're in the desert you're like okay what am i riding you're riding a big iguana <laughs> like just imagine just a it's big just, iguana
0: you're just fine. on it Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm on a big iguana. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what do you think about the sands? It's just a friggin' sawhorse, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Listen, back to hockey real quick. Oh God, Mm. we we talked about that for so long. My laptop quit. Uh, The Bruins, your Boston Bruins, Todd. My Boston Bruins. Your Boston Bruins. Ah yes, Uh, I am the Jacob's family. Win tonight Uh by the score of five to two. Yeah. In a game that I feel like in the first six or seven minutes was not looking very good for the uh, for the local six. No, looked like a sleepy loss. Yeah, they're like one of those famous games where you know you're
1: playing a team that, yeah, they might they might have you know they've strung some wins together, but they're not necessarily as good as your team. They're not as deep as your team. Not as much star power uh, as your team. So, uh, yeah, jackets come out flying on the second leg of a back-to-back with travel, uh, which is kind of what the Bruins did to the Montreal Canadiens on yeah. Tuesday. But the difference is that the Columbus Blue Jackets scored two minutes into the game. Right. The, Brew- the Boston Bruins did not. No. And so, so the Jackets are up one nothing. Matt Bolesi takes a hooking penalty. The Jackets coming into tonight's game with the number one ranked power play in the league. You think, here it comes. This is where it falls apart. And sure enough, it doesn't. They bend. They don't break. Um, they did this against Buffalo as well, where, where they gave up that. They had an early power play against where... Bergeron was out there for the full two minutes. They were hemmed in their own zone, and they didn't give anything up. So learning how to adjust, if you will, and learning how to survive sort of been the model of this team's year, I think, to date. And Tonight was no exception, and obviously, as you're going to recap right now, uh, once you get beyond that point, it was really smooth sailing for the Bruins.
0: Yeah, so Nick Foligno scores 229 into the game uh, off of a... uh... I mean, you know what? I made the joke on Twitter. I'm going to make it on the podcast because I liked it so much. Nick Folino earlier today, uh, this is Thursday when we're recording this, uh, earlier today went to Boston Children's Hospital to uh, make official his gift of $500,000 to the hospital because they performed some uh, some life-saving surgery on his daughter three years ago. Really cool story. Really nice thing. He had actually he and his wife pledged to give the money a, like a month and a half ago, but they finally he finally had a chance to go to the hospital and thank everybody in person. So he gave them a gift. So as I said on Twitter, only fitting that he gets a gift in return. And that came in the form of a very uh, a very bad clearance by by your captain Zidane Chara. Mm-hmm. Uh, ill-advised, tries yeah. to put it off the boards. Uh, it doesn't go Windbury. very far. Off of Wenberg and yeah. right into Nick Felino's pocket, and uh, and he scores 229 in the first. And like you said, it's not looking good early on. It's look like, looking like the Bruins are going to get run over. And, and it's a funny thing with a team that's playing a back-to-back. You know, the, the conventional wisdom is they're going to be gassed. They're not going to have it. It's always tough to win uh, a back-to-back, especially when the second game at least is on the road. But we've seen it before where teams that are playing that back-to-back on the road they get a little energy off of the night before especially if they win and and they just have that momentum of like you know we're just going to we're going to give everything we have left in the tank and we're going to run over this team that's been sitting around for a little while and it can be hard to get into that game shape and that's what it looked like to me from the Bruins for a little while until they start to kind of turn things around and then Tory Krug uh, goodness finally gets himself on the board with a with a slap shot from the point, did that go off of someone? Did I it think it, went like off it bounced Hartnell's off of Hartnell's butt. Yeah, I think yeah. It went into the net. Yeah, so the the butt goal from Hartnell. Yeah. At 8:47, um, and that starts a just a wild string of of crazy things happening. Matt Bolesky gets himself on the board as well. First goal uh, His season. first of the year. Uh, it's been a little while for for Bileski, who I think has played well, just hasn't been rewarded a lot, um, and has been filling some different. Parts of his role, parts of his job better, just not really scoring. Um, and then Austin Czarnik, back up with the big club. He scores 12-24 into the first. Second goal of the year. Second goal of the year for Czarnik. Uh, somehow somehow has two goals despite missing a ton of time with a concussion, mm-hmm. and Beleski has only one. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Uh, the Krug and Bolesky goals come uh, about a minute and eight seconds apart. And then Zarnick, uh, about three, almost three minutes after Bolesky's, and then mm-hmm. Tim Schaller, Pride of Merrimack, or Jimmy Hayes, uh-huh. yeah, Mer- yes, Pride of Merrimack, right? Merrimack, Merrimack New, Hampshire. New Hampshire, not college, no, nobody comes from there. He went to Providence. That's not true. Name one guy who's
1: come from Merrimack College. Uh, I
0: will, I Ooh. will, I will do that. But yeah. now I'm now I'm stumping my own self. Nah, you're not. No, The French kid.
1: Oh, you mean the one that's in the KHL now? Probably. Oh, yeah, Stefan DaCosta. Yeah, yeah he there we go. Yeah, he was
0: real great. He was good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took he real good great care top. of that August kid. <laughs> well, I just remind myself of Willy Wonka, the what? dad. That's Willy his father. On there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you took real good care of that August kid. He calls Augustus August, and it's like one of the best lines in the movie. I love that line. Okay. Uh, yeah, so DaCosta, where we're going. Yeah Yeah. He, he's stunk. What are you talking about? He
0: was a great college player. He had a couple of nice oh, moments as a pro, but God. he never quite got a college. Dude,
1: I think I've scored as many angel goals as Stefan DaCosta.
0: That might be true.
1: Yeah. That might be true. Give me Stefan Yell over Stefan Decosta any day of the week. Well, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: Stefan Yell. Like today. Like, give me Yell today. <laughs> he's like 55. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the game, because screw you. Uh, Tim Schaller scores uh, twenty-four seconds after Austin Zarnick, but the rest of the world doesn't find out for another minute or, I or thought so after Hayes. that. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim credit here. I thought that was a goal immediately. There were there were people who had no idea that puck went in. I thought it was a goal, as too. As soon as I saw it, I thought it was a goal. Yeah. Well, you don't sit next to me anymore. You're yeah. You're very special. No. I'm so, not. you didn't... You weren't there to be like, yeah, that's a goal. So, I was alone. I was on an island over there. Yeah. And I was saying, that's a goal. I think that's a goal. With you Mike and Ikes. Stop With my Mike and Ikes. I love Mike and Ikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're okay. Oh, you're... You and your takes on movies and candy are just, you're killing me. Well, you're biased
1: because you used to work at a movie theater, as we've talked about before. And movie theaters have both movies and uh, candy. So you are biased and therefore not allowed to have a vote in this. Sorry.
0: I'm biased in that I like movies and candy.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't be impartial.
0: That doesn't make any sense. No, that's it makes perfect this sense. This is how we wound world. up where we are in this country now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so make Tim candy Schaller, great again. So Tim Schaller scores. It looked like it could have... I thought it was Shaller right away. And then I saw an angle that looked like it might have been Hayes. And then I thought it was Shaller. And then I thought it was Hayes. The team Twitter feed tweeted Shaller and then tweeted Hayes. Mm -hmm. Everyone was confused. You thought it was Hayes. There's one angle that makes it look like it's got to be Hayes. There's another angle that makes it look like it's got to be Shaller.
1: Did I think it was Hayes or did I want it to be Hayes so people would leave him alone? Right. There is that. He's become like the new Leave Britney Alone. Yeah. 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 it's like leave the dude alone yeah
0: yeah it's it's cool to, to pile on Jimmy Hayes and yeah
1: it's such an easy target uh, I mean, I mean give me a break he's shaved least, it's weird at least pick somebody who's like you know like semi-popular you picking on Jimmy Hayes is like, is like the worst thing you can do because it makes no sense right right because everyone's picking on Jimmy Hayes right it's like the kids are making Harambe jokes now. You're like, oh wow, that was uh, yeah, that was
0: really cool six months ago. We, we gotta stop with the Harambe jokes. That's yeah. that's gotta be over. It's gotta be over a long time ago, actually. Uh, so eventually they do they do credit Tim Schaller with the goal, uh, and then uh, David Backus, um, another player who I think has been playing quite well for this team, uh, makes it five to one, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, midway through the second period. Uh, really nice goal, uh, unloaded on a one timer. Uh, Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words cuz I'm trying to scroll down the uh, the box score on nhl.com and it's not going well. well it's the worst you, I, website. I mean, I can tell you a score It's the worst that goal. and I worked on this website yeah. and it's awful. And
1: Colin Miller scores a goal in the third period. Oh, so you goodness. make it
0: 6 to 1. Oh, strike that. Oh, not how that strike works. Strike that.
1: Colin Miller does score a goal. <laughs> he does put the puck in the net. However, it was the net they were shooting on in the previous period.
0: <laughs> Nobody told him.
1: Ergo, it was sides. an own goal <laughs> on <onto> Tukarask. <Garrasque. laughs> who will see his goals <laughs> against average and save percentage dip because of Colin Miller, which is not the first time he has said that in the past it's, calendar year. That's true.
0: That's true. Uh, yeah, a rough one. Sam Gagne gets the goal because he was the center on the faceoff. He never touched the puck. It was a clean draw back to Colin Miller. He turns around, puck skitters away from his stick, and he pokes it into the net. And uh, and, and just the kind of thing that we can laugh about now, but, but I think would have drawn a lot of heavy-handed criticism if this team had not won this game. Uh, certainly, especially at that point, 8-40 in the third period. Like, if this was a close game, that could have been really bad news bears for this team. Uh, but they do manage to survive. Uh, they won the face-off battle 69-31. to Nice. There you go. Uh, gave up a lot of hits, but that's because they had the puck a lot. Uh, 32 shots on goal to 18 by the Blue Jackets. I think this is a, a pretty, uh, a pretty steady, pretty thorough victory for the Bruins, which they they were in need of a few of those, and, and now they've got a couple. Got a home, a home ass winning streak. Yeah, two games. That is a winning streak. That it is has happened a winning before. Streak. Well. Not for a while. Records indicate that it happened some point.
1: <laughs> long before We can't we find were anyone here. who
0: remembers this.
1: Yeah, no. Milch Schmidt I asked him, he said, How'd you get in here? <laughs> so Please like... leave. And I said, "Milt, I you need to no. know." And he said, "Please get out." And then he hit me upside the head. He's a very strong. ninety-eight year old man. Really strong. Yeah. Uh, Wiry. Yeah. Wiry. It's really what it is. No first winning streak at home since March first and March first through March third of last year. Yeah. You know the two teams they beat in that winning streak. I don't. Which is the most anti last year Bruins teams? The Actually, no. It's probably the most Bruins team. The to Montreal Maroons. And the Hartford Whalers. No, they beat the uh, then-defending Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks and the President's Trophy-winning Washington Capitals. Right. But keep in mind, this team that (laughs) shit their own pants and then wore their shit pants on their head Against the Carolina Hurricanes and the so Ottawa vivid. Senators so in the last week
0: of the season. Right.
1: Keep that in mind.
0: Same But team. they beat those teams. Same team. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, what a weird
1: uh, year that was. That was the, it was only weirder than the <laughs> year before, which I thought that was the weirdest year right. ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can't remember <laughs> him to lose to like. Said, nope, they're going to lose to like other. the Hamilton Bulldogs yeah, somehow, this year on the somehow. final day of the season, and they're going to knock make <laughs> the playoffs. It's going to be the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Two is gonna actually like get beheaded somehow. <laughs> but he'll stay in the game because he doesn't want to be called like a bitch by everybody in the league. <laughs> like that's gonna happen. They're still gonna lose. They're gonna get in because like the the some NFL team ties. so they're gonna get right. out of it somehow. Right.
0: That's gonna bu- And I'm gonna think, well, that's the year ever. Yeah. Um, yep.
1: no, but <laughs> they only had two winning streaks at home and last year. It ends with
0: the aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the Bruin season exactly. every year now. Uh
1: but no, they only had two winning streaks at home last year. Uh, Their their longest was three, so they're one away from matching that. Big one. Uh, And this is a big thing because I think if the Bruins are going to be a good team this year, they have to establish a home ice advantage. Every good team has a home ice advantage with the exception of the San Jose Sharks, who were just as bad as you were on home ice last year. And ultimately, I don't want to say that killed them because they got together to make it to the fourth round. But if they win a few more playoff games at home, probably not as much tread on the tires in the fourth round they right. probably have a better chance at beating pittsburgh right. uh, you got to be a good home team simple as that and i think they've sort of realized that um, doesn't matter how you do it just as long as you do it and right. that's really what these games have been like they're not pretty they're boring at times they they are uh, they look sleepy but they get the job done yep. all you ask all you can ask for this time of year yep. period because these are points that you don't want to have you want to look back on and say okay well there's a point or two we missed out on. You know, Tuesday night's an example of that. It's on the road, yeah, but they're a minute and two seconds away from getting at least one point. Right. That's going to suck if they miss the playoffs by one point. Right. Because Zay McIntyre, you know, gave up a goal with a minute and three seconds left in the third period of a road game against Montreal in November.
0: That right. will suck if that happens. Right. But, again, that's the kind of thing where, you know, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, This team should be a playoff team and if it comes down to well if we'd only gotten that point against Montreal a lot of other things have gone wrong and one of the things that would have gone wrong is what has gone wrong or at least what went wrong last year which is the home record What you're talking about that, that you're not holding serve at home mm-hmm. and the fact that this team in the last two games, at least, are you know starting to look more like a home team when they're at home. They're playing that game of of being able to withstand a little pressure early on, and then coming back and coming up with a good effort. That's how you're supposed to win at home. Yeah. That's how you do it. You're supposed to be able to rely on on you know your fans to give you a boost and, and the the comfortable surroundings and all that. But you're supposed to be able to to turn it around in a close game, and, and they finally did that. Uh, tonight and they did it. They did it really quickly, which which certainly helps. Uh, also, really interesting to note your goal scorers tonight: Tori Krug, Matt boleski Austin Zarnick, Tim Schaller, and David Backus. Backus scoring his third goal. Otherwise, the the other four, no more than two goals. And what's the common theme there with all five goals? Well, I mean, I was gonna say depth, but now I'm worried that you're gonna go somewhere else with it.
1: No. Well, no. Uh, not a single member. They all wear Bauer helmets. That, not that'd be a great stat. Um, no, all all five goal scorers, uh, none of whom play with Priest Ron Brad Marchand, David Pastrnak. Right. That's huge. Yeah. They have accounted for for the longest time. They were accounting They were accounting for about half of Bruins' goals. They still might, for all I know. Sure. I haven't looked at it in a little while. But uh, to get contributions from guys that are not on that top line,
0: huge. You need it. Said count tributions.
1: Yeah, I like I was I like was gonna say something else and then like I realized I'm an idiot and yeah. so then I stopped myself,
0: but it was too late. So some people would have let it go. I, I did
1: not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you're a dick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I think I think it was Bolesky that talked about it, or it was Bolesky or Bacchus. One of them standing in that part of the room yeah. said something to the to the media after the game, basically let, that like there are going to be nights when when the Bergeron line doesn't have it, when they, they slow down a little bit, and mm-hmm. and this whole team has to be able to pick up the slack when that happens. It's great to have the top line, and you expect them to score most of the goals that this team's going to score this year, but you got to have those 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 depth guys who are going to come up with goals here and there. And, and Beleski certainly, I don't even think of him as a depth guy. That's got to be your your fourth or fifth leading scorer. At worst, in, in my mind, but um, you know, to get to get a little boost from the blue line, to get a, a David Back chipping in. Who I, I think he's, uh, I think he's settled in really well to this system, and it makes a lot of sense that he fits right in as a Bruin. He looks like he really understands his role and and, and plays it very well. Similar um, system
1: to yeah. St. Louis.
0: Yep. Ken Hitchcock. Yep. Um, and a hard-nosed, smart center-type player who who knows how to fill. Uh, fill the right gap and and that kind of thing. So, you know, I mean, it's so hard. I feel like every time this team loses, we we trash them on this podcast, and every time we win, we say, yeah, they look really good. But it it actually kind of hit me watching this game. When they win, they're really good. They're very effective when they win.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then when they lose, at least so far this year, they look like dog shit. Like they don't uh, – the Montreal game notwithstanding, other than that one, yeah. They haven't lost a lot of games where you felt like they, they deserved to win, and they haven't won a lot of games where you thought they stole one. It's, yeah, it's, there's a little consistency problem there,
1: it how, seems like. Well, how many times last year did we say, well, they played well, but they couldn't get the goals, and that's a game they should have won. I mean, you'd almost in a way prefer, I know this sounds crazy, but you'd almost prefer to, have, to lose the games you are supposed to lose then lose the ones you should win if that makes any sense
0: I I think it does because then you can go to that tape and say right, here's why we lost this game this wasn't just bad luck because that that kind of thing over 82 games can can start to get in your head Mm -hmm. just like not winning games at home can get in your head and then it turns into well we're not winning games at home because we're not winning games at home and we're thinking about it too much I think that kind of thing can get in your head and if you can if you can point at the losses and say yeah we, we lost to, to Columbus opening night cuz we didn't do xyz you know whatever it might be mm-hmm. um, I I think that can be that can definitely be better than having those hard luck losses. Cause then either you say we're not getting any breaks and we don't know what to do or you're sitting back on your laurels and saying look look, we're putting the best effort together, the the wins are gonna come. Like then you're getting complacent. Which is what it. they said last
1: year. Right. Which was I know uh, you have to true. tell yourself
0: that, but yeah. that's that's a it's a bad attitude to be to, mm-hmm. to have and bad place to be in. Um so that was the game. Yeah. Tugaras looked very good. hmm Got beat by only one uh, Columbus Blue Jacket tonight yeah so uh, Tuca's Tuka's having it's very early but Tuca's having a really good year
1: yeah keep like him healthy really good keep him healthy keep him rested and you got yourself a uh, yeah. I don't want to say a a finalist but a uh, contender for so, a I mean, nomination right
0: small sample size but if he's
1: the best is going to be carried. if first. he stayed
0: on this pace it would yeah. be a, a tough race for yeah. sure um, but yeah, it's gonna have to go to Carey Price because the only time they win is when he plays. Exactly. Um, so yeah, your Boston Bruins now headed on the road. We talk about that that home winning streak. We're not gonna find out if they can keep it up for a week and a half. They're not back until the 19th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, which is fun for beat writers who don't travel. That's that's great. Oh
1: yeah, let me tell awesome. you.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: a lot uh, of column ideas sticking around my head <laughs> <laughs> by necessity. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, to watch a lot of movies this next yeah. week and a half. Uh yeah, so the Bruins go on the road. They get a little western road swing, which I, you know, and, and this is sort of the angle that I'm I've been looking at for for the next story I'm gonna write. Probably a good thing for a team that's got some new faces and, and is trying to figure out a new lineup that they have had so much time on the road, they're going back out on the road again. It forces you to, to get to know each other, forces you to to gel a little bit and form a unit. So it's probably good for them that they're doing it. Um, and we'll see how they we'll see how they look by the end of this road trip. They should come out of it, I think, with at least two out of three wins. But, Yotes, um, but of course, I would have said that they would have lost all four of those games yeah. on that last road trip, and they didn't do that. So who knows?
1: You know what I would say is a positive that kind of flew under the radar tonight? Uh, the penalty kill goes three for three. Uh, again, this was a Columbus team that has a great power play. Uh, this weekend, you're going to face a Colorado Avalanche team that has a, uh, I don't want to say great, but pretty damn good home power play. I think they rank 6th or 7th in the league in terms of their home power play percentage. Um, so you're going to need you, you need that confidence builder. And I think to get it against a team like Columbus, like I said, a great power play team. Zach Wierenski just unload, unload, unloading bombs from the point. you got great net front guys like Nick Foligno, Scott Hartnell. Brendan Sod is a great player as well. I mean, these guys were all kept in check tonight for the most part. So especially in the power play. So that's a positive sign to take for the Boston Bruins. Uh, you you hope it heads into this weekend. Uh, Arizona is not a great power play team. Uh, they they in the bottom of the league as well, um, like the Bruins do. But but uh, I think back in against Colorado, you can take the positives from the power, from your penalty kill tonight and carry that into Sunday's game uh, as well. You don't want to look ahead, but it is something that you should definitely keep an eye on uh, heading into this weekend. Sure. Um,
0: all right, that's all the hockey I got. Yeah. Do you want to get into the... Uh, oh, God. The ...shitty stuff? Oh, God.
1: Well, Let, let's, so, let's just preface this by saying that if you are a...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: ...conservative... It, well... I don't even know if conservative is the word if you're not the monster from Stranger Things
0: if you voted (laughs) if you voted for honestly if you voted for anyone but Hillary Clinton you're not gonna like the rest of this podcast I'll say that right now Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some stuff Um, yeah so go ahead and turn us off it's fine we won't be offended we'll get back to hockey you know a week and a half from now or whatever if you don't completely Um, hate who you are as people yeah might be for the best yeah Um. We're so fucked. Yeah, just. I mean, not, not forever. And I was talking to a a buddy of mine. He was saying, I think we're really, we're, we're, we're screwed for the next twenty years. I don't think it's that long. I think it's at the most. I think it's six. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be like three. Um, I don't. uh, First of all, Donald Trump doesn't know how to be the president. No. He doesn't understand what the job is. He's also a bad person. It's going to take him... Like, everyone's talking about, oh, what's he going to do in his first 100 days? He's going to try to figure out how the phones work in his yeah. first 100 days. He's not going to... This is not someone who has a, a grasp of how the job works. This mm-hmm. is not someone who has any experience in government. Um... He He's going to approach this like a CEO of a company, but here's the thing. When you're in government, you don't just get to fire the people who aren't doing the job and promote the people who are. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Everything takes a long time, and you have mm-hmm. to have patience, and you have to be will, willing to build networks. And it, and it doesn't always mean just getting the best deal for you. It's about uh, compromising with people and, and putting things away and bringing them back and all that. Um, and I don't think he's going to be very good at that and mm-hmm. I think if he gets good at it by that point he's not going to be the monstrous figure that he's been in the campaign I yeah. don't think campaign Donald Trump is what we get in President Donald Trump doesn't mean that he's going to be good doesn't mean I'm going to agree with really anything he does but he's not going to be as much of a change maker as he thinks he's going to be as everyone else thinks he's going to be or as, or as much as how he pitched himself to be yeah. Um so that's that's the calm version of how I feel about this whole situation. Mm-hmm. The less calm version is that I stood on the train going to work on Wednesday morning, and I couldn't speak. Yeah. I was shocked, I was sad, and I was more angry that, about politics than I think I've ever been. Yeah. It sucked when, when my guy lost in 2000 and when my guy lost in 2004. It just sucked. Mm-hmm. I got over it. Yep. This isn't, well, my team lost. And I think that's part of the problem with this country is that we've turned politics into sports where it's, well, my team lost. It can't be as simple as the Democrats lost and that makes me sad. Um, I'm sad because we have this, this asshole leading our country who is... Totally inexperienced, has no idea what he's doing, um, and, and is going to try to do stuff that is illegal. Is probably going to get impeached, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a three three different levels of, of uh, or three rather pieces of the government: the the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate are all, all controlled by the Republican Party. I think it's dangerous when one party controls all three of those pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a Supreme Court vacancy that is now going to get filled by one of the 20 dudes that Donald Trump thinks is fit for the job, which God only knows what that means. Um, I'm also sad because, look, I voted for Hillary. I, I like her. I think she's far better than a lot of people who oppose her give her credit for. I don't think she's her husband but I voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary yeah, because too. he better fits what I think the Democratic Party should be about. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton represents the old guard, the conventional Democratic Party that's been around forever and won some elections and was riding high and thought that it thought that it kept the White House for the last 8 years because it was it had such a great operation. No, you kept the White House because you had One of the most significant presidents we've ever had in the office. Yeah. Um, And then you trotted out someone who, while having good credentials and being incredibly capable, has a lot of downside and has a lot of things about her that clearly, based on this election, people couldn't get over. They couldn't get over, over to vote for her over someone else. and and in a lot of cases they couldn't get over it just to go to the polls and vote at all yeah Um, I'm frustrated with with the people who made those decisions I'm frustrated with all the people who didn't show up to the polls I'm frustrated with the people who thought that they were making some kind of statement by voting for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson all you did was vote for Donald Trump that's what you did you enabled Donald Trump to take over the country and there's no two ways about that Don't, don't tell me that well it's a democracy I can vote for whoever I want yeah you can you can vote for a a labradoodle if you want Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's a good idea Yeah. and your vote matters everywhere, your vote matters somewhere uh, or your vote matters everywhere for some reason or another even if it's just telling people, yeah, my state is really blue and I I agree with it being really blue Mm -hmm. so yeah um, you know, for me uh,
1: I I can't support somebody who is just such and I'm sorry such a fucking asshole yeah such a piece of actual shit yeah um you know I I'm and I hate I hate the idea of you know the the common thing you hear from conservatives as well well you know the the whole country's not about social issues it's not about it's not about just social issues okay well it should be a pretty big fucking part of it because this is where we live as people and if we can't treat each other with decency have no government because it may as well be the same thing. If you, right. if you can go down the street and you can be a piece of garbage or something just because they're different than you, fuck you. That is that is the worst part about this country, in my opinion, and I don't think that it's going to get any better. Yeah. And we've already seen some of the stuff that has been written on buildings, has been has been said, has been done, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Uh, I, am a, I am a person who, uh, you know, I have... I have people, uh, that are very close to me in the LBGTQ community. Um, they are, uh, some, some of them are my family. Some of them I consider my family, even though they're not. Um, and the world became a more dangerous place for that person with this. So for the people that are, that are celebrating this win and gloating, yeah. Riding around with this smug arrogance, with, with, without an ounce of humility in their body, because they're incapable of, of having such such. You are a disgrace. You embarrass me. You you. The fact that I consider you someone that I know or someone in my life is infuriating to me. There's people that I consider very close to me that have that know the same people I'm talking about, whether it's their relatives, whether it's their friends, and they've basically said to them. Fuck you. I don't care about your issues. I don't care what haunts you in a day-to-day life as is. I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to vote for this. You are the worst kind of person. And that is what I feel. I don't care if you're my friend, if you're my family, whatever it is. You spit in the face of the people that care about you and the people that are going through shit you will never understand. Yeah. And that is what is infuriating to me. Um I don't think there's any way you can look at this party, their policies, what they believe in, and say that they have your best interest in their, in their view, unless you are a straight white male.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless you're an old-ass white dude, like we're going to be someday, <laughs> they don't care about you. Period.
0: I mean, I already am. But.
1: They're all right. But, and you know what? This reminded me so much of Brexit. Am I saying Brexit? Am I saying it right? I've heard both. Yeah, because you look at the voter turnout, right? Look at the voter turnout. All the uh, the millennials, as they're described and blamed for everything in the world, uh, all voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton, knowing what the repercussions of an all-Republican House and Congress and Senate, Supreme Court, and Presidency can really do to us as people. We all voted overwhelmingly for Hillary Clinton or a Democratic nominee, you know, Bernie Sanders before in the primaries, things like that, uh, because we we understand the long-term scope. of This is the world we live in. We're going we're gonna to be living in this. You know, that's great, 68-year-old man in Florida that you believe strong in Donald Trump. You're going to be dead in 10 years. Yeah, I'm going to be here. Right. I'm going to be here when climate change ruins this this world. Yeah. I'm going to be here when this idiot starts a war with somebody over a goddamn tweet. Yeah. I'm going to be living here. You're not. You're going to be dead, right. and that is the harsh reality that they do not want to hear because they're arrogant people. They're arrogant and they can't think like that. Right. Think about think about all the people that uh, in the UK now whose lives are changed by by Brexit because the old geezers are afraid of they're afraid of people that are brown. They're afraid of they're afraid of people that are different yeah. than them. It's horrible. Right. It's absolutely horrible. And I I'm coming from someone who is. Like I said, I am so immersed in the, the community, you know, I have friends that are Muslim, I have friends that are black, I have friends that are Jewish, I have friends that are gay, trans, I, you know, lesbian, I, family members, I mean, and they're calling me crying, you know, they're worried about what's going to happen to them. And I don't want to be in that situation, and I don't want to know people that helped put people in that situation, and that's what really pisses me off. And it's going to piss me off for four years. But here's what really gets me. I know I'm going on and on. No, no, I'm sorry. this is your time. Um, what really gets to me are the people, my family members, my friends that are Republicans that are saying, Hey, you know what, Ty? Now's the time to unite. We have to be together. And I have to bite my tongue until it bleeds before I go. You, the same person who was saying Barack Hussein Obama and putting the emphasis on the Hussein every time we talked for the past eight years, wants me to put my differences aside and
0: believe in something? Go to hell. Yeah. Go to hell. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to stand for you at all. You don't get to spend eight years uh, talking about birth certificates and Muslim and uh, the, the gays are trying to ruin the country and the Jews own everything and, and all this crap. You don't get to do that for eight years and then three days after the election say, well, now it's time to heal. Yeah. No, you just won. You're happy. Yeah. That's all this is. You're mm-hmm. feeling happy. Good for you. Funny thing about this whole situation Liberals haven't been pissed off in this country For at least 24 years mm-hmm. We weren't pissed off when W got elected Because frankly Al Gore was was not a great candidate It's hard to keep the, the White House And and the election was kind of a mess yeah. and George W. Bush was not an arch-conservative by any means mm-hmm. And then John Kerry was He's a great man and, and wonderful at all the things that he's done Not a great presidential candidate Nobody got really fired up about that no. And then you had Clinton for eight years And Democrats were really happy Liberals were having a great time we haven't been upset for at least 24 years, and really going back, probably never as upset as we are right now. Mm-hmm. So see what happens now. Yeah. Now you've gone and you've you've actually gotten the the antithesis of what this country is about elected into office. Now let's see what happens with the liberals. Now let's yeah. see if you get peace from from the left. Because yeah. let's not let's not forget, and I'm by no means a, a radical liberal. Let's not forget though the the most violent most. Uh, Active, most effective domestic terrorist groups, all leftists. Yeah. Worldwide, they're always yeah. leftists because they don't give a shit because they don't make any money. They got nothing to lose. Yep. It's not the the conservative militias. It's always the leftists. Mm-hmm. So, you know this this country's got a reckoning coming one way or another. And and to say it's time to heal, sorry, no. Yeah. Because because that's you don't get to punch me in the face and then say all right now you got to heal because mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yep. This isn't well we've got to heal because we've been arguing with each other. It's no no now you, you think we have to heal because you're realizing that half of the country has been completely alienated. Yeah. You thought Barack Obama alienated you guys when you were conservatives? The guy's a centrist. I mean he's a, I think he's a fantastic president and basically aligns with me on, on almost every political issue outside of defense. Mm-hmm. But he was never the the conservative nightmare that they tried to paint him to be. No You you just elected the liberal nightmare Half of this country just got a nightmare for its president So mm-hmm. let's see what happens now You want to talk about healing You're lucky if half the country doesn't secede
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's one of these things too Where, you know, I, I think about this um, Personally from a standpoint of People, these people who hated Barack Obama They did everything they could to tear down his credentials yep. From the moment he was elected Every day Remember, remember he wasn't experienced enough Right what the hell is this guy on? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is this
0: guy? Yeah, he, he was if, he was only a state senator and then a senator, and he'd been a community organizer, and he was a constitutional law professor, but he wasn't experienced enough. Harvard so graduate. Th- yeah. So then we're gonna we're gonna elect a guy who's on fucking reality TV. Yeah. Great.
1: Yeah. Celebrity Apprentice talking. Who's, who's to had more Brent failed Legos.
0: businesses than successes? He just happens to have a lot of money because he got a one million dollar head start when he was a child. Yeah. And you know,
1: for for me, uh, you know, this isn't about. You know the people who who are are saying, you know these these protesters, they they are everything that's wrong with the country. Uh, no, they're yeah. actually what's right, right? Because they're uh, they're protesting something they don't agree with, and yeah. you know it's funny when the Tea Party was was happening, we weren't we weren't saying these people are a disgrace, you know they were goofy, but we weren't we weren't yeah. we weren't vilifying them to the degree that which the Democratic uh,
0: protesters have been vilified, and right. you know and and. It is funny. Four years ago, uh, after Obama won his second election, uh, and it was as close as it was, and and all that, um, uh, Trump tweeted out that this is unacceptable. The system is rigged, and we need to march on Washington. Mm-hmm. And now, people who march on Washington are being unfair and unreasonable. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Funny how winning changes your whole mindset. Oh, absolutely.
1: It's like if it, you know, bring it, bringing it back to sports for a second. It's like if the if if we were the Vancouver Canucks and the Boston Bruins bullied us for 7 games you'd be like man the way they play that's garbage right it's similar it's similar to that and yeah. y- you don't like it if it's happening to you but if it's happening to you it's well you know it's it's
0: it is what it is right Go
1: to hell. No, right.
0: it's not. You know, and when that happens with sports, it's like, all right, that's a dumb sports take. Yeah. You know, and pa- Patriots fans certainly have the blinders on about a lot of stuff, and yeah. and I get that. Uh, but it's sports. This is this is people's lives. Yeah. This is people's lives that we're talking about, and and people turn this this stuff into a game the same way they turn sports into, um, into the game that they want, or, or sp- the, the same way sports is the game they want to talk about. That's what politics is for a lot of people. Yeah. But it's only it's only a game. For people who have privilege. It's only a game for affluent white people. Yeah. And it's never a game for the black people whose lives are gonna be affected. It's never a game for the gay people whose lives are gonna be affected. It's never a game for the women who have to who have to stand up and shout and then get yelled at for shouting because they're being too emotional. Mm-hmm. It's straight white guys. It's a yeah. game for us.
1: Yeah. And you got everyone, you know. The enabling of the bully culture, the enabling yep. of the assault culture. It's, yep. an, it's not good. It's not, you know, And all these conservative white people, oh, it's just locker room talk. It's just this. It's just that. Yeah. Are you going to say that when it happens to your daughter? Right. Are you going to say that when it happens to your kid, someone you know, your wife? Yeah. These people think they're exempt from this. You think, yeah. a, you think a rapist knows who votes for Trump and who votes for Hillary? God, no. Yeah. They're a rapist. They're scumbags. Yeah. It's, what, it's what they do. They're not going to go, well, you know... Well, uh, this person voted for Trump, so clearly they know that, uh, that I, this is okay. Right. You know, and 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 I thought what was wonderful uh, in a, in a truly terrible night, what was wonderful is what Van Jones said. I don't yeah. know if you if you watched yeah. that, where where he said, you know, you teach your kids not to be a bully, you teach your kids to treat people with respect, and now the leader of the free the free world is a bully who has no respect for anybody. Yep. And. You know, you can walk away, if you choose to, you can walk away from that, from his acceptance speech with that, oh, well, maybe he's going to change. I don't. I think he's a snake. I think he is He is what he is. He's not going to change. Uh, he's too far in the game to change. He's
0: 70 years old. Uh, it's yeah. not going to happen. I will say this. There, Like I said, there's campaign Donald Trump and there's President Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, I think he generally believes a lot of the things he says but I also think that he was saying a lot of the stuff he said to get people fired up, to get people to like him, to get people to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already begun. Newt Gingrich said today, you know, someone pointed out that the whole, like, we're going to build the wall and then get reimbursed for it thing is just, there's, there's no way that's going to work. And Newt Gingrich basically said, yeah, but it was good politics, so it sounded good. Like, yeah. they're already backpedaling to the point of knowing that they can't get some of these things done. Um, and... and <laughs> You know, I I mentioned there being a reckoning coming for the nation. There's a big reckoning coming for all the racist shitbirds who voted for Donald Trump thinking that they're getting a Klan member in the Mm -hmm. White House. That's not what he is. He was a Democrat four years ago. He does not have that kind of power. He doesn't have the energy or the patience to do this job the way they think he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as as disappointed as liberals are, some of the people who voted for this guy are going to be really disappointed when he doesn't actually make America white again. Yeah. What concerns me as someone
1: who's 24 years old and already in an uncertain future in terms of what we are as a country and where we're, where we're heading, uh, I am absolutely terrified because the last two times that they had complete control of the government, Great Depression and the Great Recession of 2008. Yeah. Is that what we mean by Make America Great Again? Is yeah. that what we mean by that? Or are just going to go just... Go all the way down and have to, and then leave it on my generation to build it back up again and then blame us for being lazy and entitled because that's what happens.
0: It'll work out perfectly. Yeah, Yeah. baby boomers, by the way, are are like the worst thing that's ever happened in this country. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Way overfed, way overpopulated, and Mm -hmm. did absolutely nothing to make the place better. Yeah. Really, that's that's the legacy we get from the baby boomers. Listen, I'll be honest with you and, and the
1: listeners. You know this, but, you know... I have been on. I have had health insurance help from the government since I was 18 years old. I was on my own, and that's what I had. I had I had my own health insurance, and I'm worried about the fact that okay, what if I break my leg? Yeah. What if something happens? Like what, like, I'm am I am worried about that stuff. I, I like you're talking about pulling back like Obamacare. I mean, I'm on I'm on mass health. I don't know how it all breaks down, but, um, you know these programs. There are people that rely on it way more than I do. Yeah. You know, I just need it for if I get injured or if. You know, I have an infection, things like that. Like, affording medication and, and, you know, just being able to go to a doctor, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there are people who, I, like I said, have it way worse than I do. In every possible way, they have it way worse than I do. Yeah. And I'm that's who I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the... I'm not worried about myself as much as I'm worried about everyone else that needs this stuff way more than I need it, way more than you need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's who... That's who we forgot about for too long. And... The Barack Obama administration helped us remember that these people are out there and they need help. Um, and it's not as simple as just getting a job. People think, oh, just get a job, get a job. You know, if you're a person who lives in a, in a horrible community or you, you get a, a housing assistance, it's not as simple as just getting a job. You have, right. you have overhead costs, you have things like that. So these people who think that this is going to take back their country and take away from the people
0: that are, you know, that are...
1: Leeching off the system and Garbage
0: Garbage yeah. L- Well you know And the funny thing is The Affordable Care Act Is not perfect By any means And Obamacare uh, Needs Needs work mm-hmm. Because it's a major Revolutionary step In the the nation's yeah. History These things don't just go From zero to perfect In a day and it needs work. And I think Barack oh, Obama would be yeah. the first one to admit that. Mm. This isn't like, no, this is a system we have and it's the best possible system. It's not. Yeah. It needs a lot of work and it's bleeding a lot of people, a lot of small business owners dry. I get that. Give me a better idea. Yep. And that's never what we hear. We hear, well, I'm going to repeal Obamacare. All right, fine. What's your better idea? What's your plan for two hundred 20 million people? You've you <laughs> got a whole bunch of people who have no money yeah. and their jobs suck. And their healthcare sucks mm-hmm. and their access to care sucks. And you're just going to leave them out in the cold. Yeah, no, you want to, you want to take care of them? Okay, how are you going to do it? because yeah. that's what this is supposed to be doing. You know, and and. It's like, I, you know, I get it, but I've heard, I've heard a lot of stuff about business people saying, well, Obamacare is making it impossible because, you know, insurers are getting out of the business and blah, blah, blah guess what if you can't afford to uh if you can't afford to pay your your employees a living wage and you can't afford to take care of their health care in this country you got a failing business period end of story you can't afford to do it close up shop because you screwed up that's the that's the cost of doing business in this country is that you take care of people like we're not the third world
1: and you know who you know who's probably to blame for that
0: i mean i can think of a lot
1: of people well, your president-elect didn't help it no. with his with his right. Trump University scamming oh, yeah. and his, you know, his his entrepreneurialship that has left thousands of people Nothing. in debt. Right. Um, and, and you know, I have two younger sisters. They're not 18 yet, and I worry about the world they're living in. Yeah. You know, both as females and you know as as people living in a very uncertain time to begin with. And now it just got a whole lot worse. Yeah. And, and I think. Uh, you know, the the idea of uh, pulling back on, on, on climate change. How many more months are you going to need before you believe in it? How many more months of record highs? Yeah. You know it's November and it's like 60 degrees yeah. out yesterday?
0: Fucking tell yeah. me climate change doesn't exist. Get out of here. Yeah. I, like, I don't... We're going it's, backwards. It's it's amazing that people want to deny it. First of all, you want to deny it in the face of science, which is beyond stupid. Mm-hmm. But even when you get past that, how, how stupid that is, what does it matter? If you don't think climate change is real, what if it is? It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you to just admit it. Just say, all right, maybe we can try a few things. Maybe we can change the way we develop our energy because clearly this it, this hasn't really been working great lately. Yeah. Maybe we can try something else. It's not going to hurt you. This is just, well, the liberals like climate change, so we're not going to go for it. It's, it. I don't give a shit what you believe in. You don't get to believe or not believe in science. This is science, and it's true. Yep. And denying it is just about winning political points. It's just about winning the game and that's you know that's part of the problem that we're in now is that the republican party for about 30 years now has been about winning not about leaning not about governing it's been about winning and it started with a guy who is still somehow a part of the national picture and newt gingrich is never going away he's Mm. probably not even real anymore he's probably all robot (laughs) some kind of weird flesh thing yeah um but he started this. He started it 30 years ago in the 80s, and he got it going in the 90s with Clinton. He's, he just decided the Republican Party is going to be about winning. Doesn't really matter what. We're going to get away from all the principles that this party was ever about, and and we're going to be about winning. Like all the you know these people who like to talk about uh, well the Democrats were the the ones who uh, started the KKK and the, you know Democrats owned slaves in the South. It's true and it's ugly. And now they don't. Now, now, now the tables have turned. Why is that? Because the Republicans figured out that they can exploit poor white people, and they can go to those votes and they can win on them. Yeah. Thanks, Newt. Good yeah. stuff. And and so that's one half of it. The other half is that the Democrats have never reacted to this. We don't get angry. We want to make friends with everybody. Well, we've Your done that. Over. We've done that for a long time. No I more think friends. We can try something else. No now. new friends. No no more friends. Uh,
1: you know what's funny to me too is. Uh, you know all the, the illegal immig- the illegal immigrants in this country. Blah 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 blah. Here's the thing, right? Is uh, in college and even after college, I worked in restaurants, I worked in bars, I've worked all over. Let me tell you something. The American citizen does not want to wash dishes. No. The American citizen does not want to be a line cook. No. The American citizen does not want to be a busboy. Nope. It's they're they're above it. Yep. They decided at some point they were above that yep. kind of job. Yep. So you know what happens? The illegal immigrant works that job yeah. for minimum wage. You, right. know what the, you know what the illegal immigrant does? The illegal immigrant goes to work for about 18 to 20 hours a day. Yep. Almost every day. And you know what they do? They not only use that money to help survive in this country, they use a lot of that money to send back home yeah. to help their families who yep. live in a friggin' box somewhere. Right. So you know what, America? If you want the job so badly... Go out and take them. Yeah, you haven't been taking them for years right. now.
0: That's right. why this market is there. Right. This whole thing about like a, you know it has to be American labor. If American labor is better, why doesn't it have the jobs? Yeah. On all you know, some of these fronts certainly it does, and that's great. And there and there are intricate trade issues where we we just outsource to India or whatever. But jobs that are here, it's not like white people can't get these these minimum wage wage jobs. It's not like quote unquote Americans who are here legally can't get these jobs. (laughs) Go on a job board. Do it. Go on a job board. There's hundreds of jobs there. Right. But but people.
1: no, I'm not doing that. I'm above that.
0: Right. I don't want to make no money. Well, okay, someone else will. Yeah. Someone else will do it cheap. Don't don't blame don't blame them. Blame you. Yeah. Blame blame yourself. Or alternately say, you know what? We got to find a way for these people to become legal. It's it's it's. I hate to reduce it to this. It's the same thing as marijuana. It's like, yeah. all right, this stuff exists. Yeah. Let's make it legal mm-hmm. so that it can be part of the system. We yep. can make some money off of it. Let's bring these people in. Let's mm-hmm. let them have residency. Let's let them have citizenship. And then we can tax them as normal citizens because that's the price of living here is that you pay taxes. So you're worried about them not paying taxes? Give them citizenship. Yeah. We got plenty of room. I've seen it. We got plenty of room. Yeah, if we stopped building so many luxury fucking apartments in yeah. cities that can't
1: afford it, right? We, we, you know, would have a pretty good situation. It's, I mean, I think. it's
0: just unreal. And and, you know, I get the fear. I get the fear, but I also, it's, it's just like the, the idea of lower taxes. I don't like paying taxes. It doesn't make me a Republican. Yeah. it's the cost of membership. The cost of membership is paying taxes. The cost of having a country like this is that people want to come to a country like this, yeah. So suck it up. Yep. You want to build a wall? Guess guess what? You build a wall, they're going to climb over it. Yeah. Or they're going to go under it. They'll it's, not like, ways. it's not like we don't have walls down in the southern border. Yeah. There are fences and wires and all kinds of shit. They still get through.
1: And so you, know what? you want to and, build and, a and damn wall, great, we're going to have uh, a, I'm a of wall. The, I'm of the belief if you if you evade everybody and you get in, hey, hats off to you. Yeah. You floated on a door to get That's to the United States. That's how we States,
0: got here. Go for it. That's how we got here. Yeah. We took this land. Yeah. We white people took this land 400 years ago said, you know what, this is ours now. Yeah. And the natives were like, okay, but no, land doesn't belong to anybody. No, no, this belongs to us now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're not going to kill us, right? No, no. Here, have this blanket. Yeah. That's how we got here. And in
1: 400 years, we will take a pipeline. <laughs> yeah.
0: Run it right through whatever you yeah. got left.
1: It's just yep. like,
0: you know, I, I
1: just, it, it, it saddens me. It just saddens me. I didn't think we were this hateful and I was mm-hmm. wrong. And that's that's what, I think, I think my own... You know, my own uh, disappointment with myself in terms of taking the temperature of the nation, I think, is really what spun me out. Uh, I thought we were better than this. I thought we were smarter than this. I thought we wouldn't get fooled by fear tactics and, you know, these these boogeyman theories about what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, America is pretty great, as is. You don't need to make great again. You know, it's great uh, that I'm able to live in a country... Um with so many different
0: people so many different walks of life uh, and and it's, you know what the, the people for whom America isn't great for now, yeah, it was never great for them.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: you're a hateful piece of garbage, you're always going to be a hateful piece of garbage
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it's and that's why I mean black people have responded to this thing like make America great. you want to go back to the 50s when we couldn't like have yeah. our own lives and yeah or you want to go all the way back to like the Civil War? And, you could do that. That was that was pretty great for some people.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, this 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 whole thing was exhausting. I'm yeah. I'm happy it's over. Yeah. But at the same time, I think some of my frustration comes from the fact that this isn't over. This is going to be right. a long 4 years and right. right. Um, you know, I'm terrified of the Supreme Court. I'm terrified what they what they may try to overturn. A woman has a right to her body. Period.
0: Uh Yep, period. Yeah. Uh,
1: no explanation needed. No, None. no, no. Uh,
0: I will never. I will never. You will never change my mind on that. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. Is she a person? Yes. Okay, yeah. then it's her choice. I don't. I don't care what is growing inside of her. It's inside of her. It's she also. She has to decide a, what what she's gonna do with that.
1: And this is gonna offend people in my family, people that I'm close to. Whatever. I don't give a flying fuck what the what the holy Bible says about anything. It is not part of our government. Separation of church and state. Yeah. Boom! We you don't care.
0: We started this country simply so no one could tell us, "Well, you have to do this this because of religion." Yeah, and that's why we started this country. Yeah, and we based it on a Judeo-Christian mm-hmm. ethic, and that's fine and everything that gave us some morals. But the founders never wanted this country to be a Bible-thumping nation. That was never what this was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be secular. You know, you know, my, uh, my, what's the word you just
1: used? Mm-hmm. Now I can't. Now I can't. I can't remember it. But my, my morals. Be nice to people, yeah. no matter how different they are than you. And I'm still gonna do that. I'm still gonna be very. I'm still gonna be nice to everyone I ever meet because that's just who I am. I'm not a vengeful person. I, I don't think it takes a lot for me to be a vengeful person. You have to do something very wrong for me to, you know, for me to hate you. <laughs> um, you know, I hate you. But that's, no, that's, yeah. that's
0: long, long uh, running.
1: Yeah, long running. Um, but. I just hate the idea of enabling hate I hate the idea of enabling violence and enabling racism sexism um bigotry it it all forms I think it's horrible um it's not who we are as people um so the fact that this is this feels enabled this feels promoted even um is very upsetting uh for me the last thing I want to say about this uh at least from my point you can keep going if you want but the last thing I want to say is uh the end of the at the end of the night the Trump headquarters you had white women crying, uh, and then you go to the Clinton headquarters. You have uh, white women, uh, black women, Asian women, Muslim. Um, they're crying. They're crying for two very different reasons. Yeah. One of one of uh, one of which is they are so happy that they the country can be whitewashed again. Yep. They are back on top, baby. They yep. are the ultimate, and they, like they have ever not been the fucking. Right. alpha. Like fuck. it's ever you been know? hard
0: to be white in this country.
1: Exactly. And the people of color are crying because they have to leave this building. They have to go outside in that scary goddamn world where they got lunatics running around saying that you can do whatever you want to them. You can grab them by the vagina. You can... You know, you just love
0: kissing them. I just love, I love beautiful women. Yeah, what a weirdo! Who doesn't love beautiful women? Yeah, you fucking weirdo! I know beautiful women who love beautiful women. Everyone yeah. does. That's, yeah, that's why we we exalt them. That's fine. You don't yeah. have to tell anybody. Get you psycho! Creep. What's wrong with you? And all of that, he wants Tic Tacs. The cheapest mint available. Like if you're gonna force yourself on someone. Yeah, it's like do, it, do better than a Tic Tac.
1: It's like me going, Hey, uh, I like that girl. I'm gonna kiss her. Do you have any Bazooka Joe I could borrow? Do you have any nice chalky gum that I can use <laughs> that'll get stuck to my teeth?
0: Give me one of those rainbow uh, balls of gum that lasts three bites, three chomps and then there's no yeah. flavor. Yeah, give me that big I'm just gonna red. Run over there give me and that big it. red baby. No, it I mean it's it's terrifying for a lot of people who aren't us. Cause yeah. you know, and that's the thing. It's like that's why like I donated to the ACLU because we're going to need some good lawyers we're going to need some people who are going to help those who don't get help from their government anymore because of this nonsense and um but I'm I'm telling you something I'm really I'm really interested to see uh what happens when you poke lefties who are like I don't really care about not having any money I got nothing to lose so I'll protest all day and night I'll burn your house down like You've already seen it. I yeah. Think. It, uh, you know, maybe not to the extreme of uh, not yet. Arson, but uh, not but
1: I think I think you've seen some you've seen some people that
0: are just yeah.
1: they're not going to take this lane down.
0: 10,000 people, 10,000 people tie protested on Boston Common. Not one county in Massachusetts voted for Trump. The did. Now, I'm going to tell you it's Berica stupid is a town. Yes. Stupid. Yeah, a couple uh, of idiot, couple of towns. idiot towns oh, yeah. full of
1: Morons Quite a
0: few towns That decided No I'm gonna vote for Trump it's Just ridiculous And I live but there So you fuck You live off. in literally The bluest state on the map And you And 10,000 10, people Showed up to protest Now they might be Kinda misguided Protesting on Boston Common yeah. But that's just here What about in places Where they're actually yeah, Like their City rights Are gonna get 100,000 people New, yeah. New York City Had 100,000 yeah. deep Like It's just the start man
1: It's like the warriors Come to life Yeah
0: Ten thousand I mean, like games. <laughs> like you said, this isn't over. It's it's not over by a long shot. Yeah, it's really not. I will say this, and I said it on Facebook, and that's I think I've said my piece. Uh, don't don't fucking sign petitions to get the electoral college to not do its job. Get out of here with this. You lost. It's over. You move on from this election. You become an activist. You become. You start making change in all the little corners of the world where the government isn't the only influence. Don't sign a petition online and try to change the rules because that's bullshit. And, yeah. and liberals, we, we'd be bullshit if the conservatives tried to do it. Get out of here with that. Yep. You don't. You don't move the goalposts after the game's over.
1: What? Uh. 2020. Who's you pick?
0: I, this is the other scary thing. I have no idea. I think it's Booker. It might be. I yeah. I don't know that he's the right pick. There are well, a lot of very left people who don't like him, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's going to take us back to the same mess we're in. Yeah. But it's definitely going to be his time to speak now because he's got to come out and, and take I, a stand. I think
1: the way you saw him work work the crowd at the DNC, yeah. I think said a lot about his, his chances, if you will, yep. um, heading into 2020. Um, Elizabeth Warren... Lover, but I don't think she, I don't think it's her time if it ever will be. I don't want I, I, for, for president. I think uh, if Hillary didn't meet the qualifications of a of a uh, of a United States that will have questions of a woman's president, woman right. president, I don't know if she's going to meet them.
0: Right. Um, I beyond think, that, I like Elizabeth Warren on the Senate floor, just knocking the lights out of everyone around her, just yeah. throwing punches. Yeah, I think that's the perfect place for her. I think she's more effective there than trying to run for president. Yeah, but we'll see because she's also. Uh, she struck a, a chord of, of unity today, and she struck a chord of really like looking towards the future and trying to fix this country. If she starts going in on that, there are going to be a lot of people who get pretty excited about her too. So,
1: when they go we'll low, see. we go high. Bullshit. Let's go high. Let's go punch for punch.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'll knock an old white dude this, out. This they go like I. God knows I love Michelle Obama, but now is not the time to go high. You nope. want you want to take us into the mud? Let's go. Yeah. Let's see yep. what we got.
1: Yep. Because you're not gonna like it.
0: No. Uh, all right. This has somehow been a, a hockey podcast nominally, but not really. Yeah. And, you're not, I, and listen, you're I'm not su- surprised. I'm
1: sorry. I'm um, sorry if you don't like who I am anymore after this. Uh, yeah.
0: I, truthfully, I don't care. Yeah. I've uh, never felt that way before. I've always been like the lily liber- liberal who's like, well, I'll, I'll make nice with everybody, and I know people disagree with me. I'm fine if you're conservative. I'm fine if you're a Republican because there's virtues on either side. If you voted for this monster, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. There's no excuse. There's yep. absolutely no excuse. You
1: told people that are different than you that you care about yep. that you don't care about them. Yep.
0: You Sorry. accept se- sexism, racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism. You accept all those things. It's yep. fine. That's that's where you're at. Whether you actually feel those those, those things in your heart, you accept it. So
1: yep. And that's if fine. Uh, if you know anyone who uh, fits under these categories, uh, people that uh you are worried about or just concerned about reach out to them let them know that they still matter if they're still a person yeah Uh, that's a big thing uh i think that we'll forget i think in our day-to-day lives um you know so um so yeah that's all i gotta say about that
0: yeah um all right well this has been sufficiently depressing but uh hey (laughs) next four um... years baby we got a lot more to talk about. He's not going to make it. I'm sure. He's not. He's, He's going to get gonna impeached. Yep. He's yep. going to do something stupid. Yep. Um, l- listen, this has been the podcast we named later. Uh, I want to send a, an extra special uh, shout-out to our sponsors, uh, without whom we could never do this podcast. Uh, per our agreement, I won't name you. But thank you. Anyway, uh, my name is Andy Merritt. I'm Ty Anderson. Uh, goodbye.